Good evening. It's Monday and I'm ready to bring you a little homeschool power to get through the week. I'm your host, Tracy Kelly. You can find me over at Homeschooling is My Superpower at www.homeschoolpower.com. Well, thank you for joining me this evening, and I'm so happy to be here and to bring you some more homeschooling information, resources, and just tips to help you on your homeschooling journey. On last week, we discussed how to get started with homeschooling, and today we are going to talk about the S word. It's not the S word that you may be thinking of. Today, we are going to be talking about socialization. You may be thinking that you want to give this homeschooling thing a try. But you may be wondering, how will they socialize? How can they make friends? And what about the prom? Well, I hope to answer all of your questions and debunk the socialization myth on tonight's show. Before we get started with today's show, I want to go back and give you a little bit of information that I left out on our previous show. I was talking to you about the HSLDA or the Legal Defense Association, and I couldn't give you an exact number of the membership amount. Well, I did a little research for you and I found out that a one-year membership would be $120 or a lifetime membership for $1,000. So I couldn't provide you with the exact number on last week's show, but I was thinking about you, did the research, and you can decide whether this would be beneficial to you and your homeschool. So I'm gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna start discussing socialization. I'm gonna define socialization. We're gonna discover that there is more than one way to socialize. I'm gonna give you a few examples of how you can bring socialization into your homeschool. Peer interaction. Won't homeschooling make them shy? We're gonna discuss that. Also have some great statistics to give you to debunk this socialization myth for good. So we're gonna take our break, and after the break, we'll begin our discussion. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and we're gonna be talking about socialization today. Well, the famous question that most homeschooling families will encounter at some point in their journey is, what about socialization? This question is usually asked for people who maybe are not educated enough on homeschooling or those who truly believe that we're doing our kids a disservice by homeschooling them. But it's come clear to me that some people honestly feel that we lock our kids in our homes, we teach them, and then we send them to bed without any contact with the outside world. And I often find this perspective rather amusing, of course, but I can't speak for every homeschooling family, but I can speak on behalf of the majority of us. It's true that homeschool kids are not surrounded by 20 or 30 kids all day, but is being in a classroom with the same group of kids all day really socialization? Is being in a room with 20 or 30 kids the only way that children can learn to solve conflicts? and how to communicate and function in the real world. Well, first I wanna talk about what socialization is. And I looked at dictionary.com and their definition for socialization was a continuing process whereby an individual acquires a personal identity and learns the norms, the values, behavior, and social skills to his or her social position. 
And it's also defined as a modification from infancy of an individual behavior to conform with the demands of social life. Now, the word conform really stuck out to me because for most people, to be social means to act in a way that society finds appropriate or normal. So we often go to school, we learn how to sit with a group of people that have been chosen for us to interact with, to learn a routine of sitting at a desk for eight hours, and then we learn to accept or sometimes discriminate against others that are different than we are. This is how most people view socialization. But there's more than one way to socialize. It's the only way to teach children how to function in the real world, only found in a brick and mortar school setting. And that's what a lot of people want to know. When we talk about socialization, most people really feel like homeschooling kids are missing out on something or they're being deprived of social skills because they're with their families all the time. So are the only people qualified to teach our kids the appropriate way to socialize only teachers? Are the only ways that children learn problem solving and communication skills, are they only from classroom peers? Well, my answer is no. I believe children begin to learn how to communicate and how to behave appropriately and morals and values from birth, and they learn these things from their families. Now, I'm sure that most teachers hope that this learning has already occurred before they even step foot in their classroom. However, children are always observing us. This is just a fact. They're always imitating us. They're watching us. They even watch how we respond to others, how we interact in public. This is the beginning of learning to socialize. We are our children's teachers. Homeschool kids continue to observe and learn those concepts. It doesn't stop because we choose not to send them to traditional school. And I always find it amusing that um, most people don't stop to realize that even when you're standing in a line at a bank, guess what? They are learning how to socialize. I've even had a question asked once, how are they going to learn to stand in line? <laughs> this always made me laugh because if you really think about it, we pick up on these things from watching our parents or watching people. They, we know they stand in line at the grocery store. We know they stand in line at the bank. I really believe that standing in line is not something that you have to teach. And it's not a way of teaching socialization. Okay, so I have defined what socialization is, and I've shown you how homeschool kids can learn the skills to socialize. But what about what they learn from their peers? Well, I agree that all kids should have some exposure to other children, but being in a classroom setting is not the only way to achieve this. Kids can interact with others on the playground, in stores, especially at the video game demo section, but in their neighborhood, at church, at birthday parties, extracurricular activities, and even online. Okay, I know this is not a full day's worth of interacting with peers, but how often are kids really allowed to socialize during a school day anyway? Unless things have changed since I have attended school and I worked in a classroom, socializing during school is distracting, and often kids are disciplined for doing it. This is not counting, of course, group activities or breaks and lunch and recess, but in most cases, socializing should be done after school. So how are kids still able to learn from their peers? Well, they learn through observation, they learn through communication, and just by being exposed to other people. So by providing your homeschool kids with these same opportunities, your kids won't miss out. They won't miss out on developing anything socially. They won't miss out on having friends. They won't even miss out on having any type of activities or interactions with other kids. 
You can make this possible by opening up the same opportunities that they would have if they were in a school setting. There are so many ways that you can achieve this. I named a few. You can start a co-op if there's not one in your area. You can make sure that they're going to the library. They're attending different activities or, or meetups. All of these things provide your kids with these same opportunities. But what about as they get older? What about dating? What about the prom? Well, you can open them up to these things. Co-ops have kids of all ages where they can get to know the same group of children, the same uh, peers their age, and they start forming relationships or friendships. And I like to say that this is a great way to teach real socialization because you're not giving a group of people that you interact with. You actually have to seek friends. You have to go out and learn how to establish relationships and friendships. So this is what we do in the real world. We're not given friends. We actually have to meet people and go out and learn these skills to make friends and to form relationships. But what about the prom? What do we do when they're in high school to prevent them from missing out on this special time? Well, they actually have proms and co-ops. You can actually, if they don't have one in your area, you can actually start one. And I'm sure other people will be more than happy to join in and bring their kids in. But you can start forming relationships and friendships in co-ops. And as the kids get to know each other, they get to bond, they get to form friendships, they can actually ask each other out and you can have your own prom. Really, there is no end to what you can do. You can start any group, anything, or come up with any activity that you want if it's not already available to you. So in these ways, your kids don't have to miss out on these opportunities that their other peers may be experiencing that go to public school. Another popular question that I'm asked is, won't homeschooling make them shy? Well, anyone who knows my kids already know the answer to this one. But most of the time, shyness is a personality trait. I attended public school my entire life, and I am painfully shy and awkward at times. I've never really fit in with peers, and I rarely spoke. I actually lost my confidence after starting school. I was raised to be confident, believing that I could do anything that I put my mind to. After being bullied and feeling inadequate during the trips to the chalkboard during math, often being put down for not wanting to blend in with the norm, and for holding on to strong moral values, I began to believe that I was an outcast. Like, it was not until I became an adult that I realized that this was not a bad thing. I've never been the one to conform. And of course, I'm raising my kids the same way. The joy of homeschooling is that we're able to instill everything in our children that they need to be able to survive in the world. The world is our classroom, so we're also able to teach them and watch them function in the real world on a daily basis. There is more to socialization than just being able to communicate with peers. To be honest, I really don't want them to socialize with peers anyway, at least some, some peers. There are some things I prefer them to not learn and not bring home. That's just a fact. We're also teaching our kids the value of learning from their environment and from others of all ages and backgrounds. Now, my kids can be very leery of strangers until they get a feel for who they are, but myself, I call this wisdom, not shyness. So shyness is a personality trait. It is something you would have if you were in public school or you were homeschooled, just as a person can be outgoing, whether they are homeschooled or they're in public school. So homeschooling cannot make children shy. 
Now, it is our responsibility, like I said before, to open them up to opportunities to socialize. This will make them more comfortable in public settings. But homeschooling your kids will not make them shy. So I just wanted to make that clear. Okay, I'm going to give you some statistics right now that are going to debunk all these myths about homeschoolers being antisocial, homeschoolers not knowing how to socialize once they get to college or in the real world. We have some statistics here that I'm looking at. The first one is coming from College Plus, and it says that according to the National Home Education Research Institute, homeschoolers tend to be more socially engaged than their peers and demonstrate healthy social, psychological, and emotional development and success into adulthood. Now, that was from a College Plus survey. Now, I'm going to read another survey. Now, this is going to be a little bit of inf- a lot of information, actually. So just listen closely. This actually comes from the uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association's website. And I would encourage you to go visit them to get the full. Uh, they have like a whole story, socialization, homeschoolers in the real world. I would encourage you to check that out on their website. And again, their website is at www.hslda.org. So they said in 1992, now this was some time ago, there was a study by Dr. Larry Shires, and he compared the behaviors and social development test scores of two groups of 70 children ages 8 to 10. One group was being educated at home, and the other group was attending public and private schools. And he found in his study that the homeschool children did not lag behind children attending public or private schools in a social development setting. Dr. Shires also discovered that the homeschool children had consistently fewer behavior problems. The study indicated that homeschool children behave better because they tend to imitate their parents while conventionally school children model themselves after their peers. So his finding was the results seemed to show that a child's social development depends more on an adult contact and less on contact with other children as previously thought. So again, we're finding that children imitate their parents more so than they do their peers when they're homeschooled. Now, Dr. Brian Ray also did a study, and his study was more into the social activities or what happens to homeschool children in a social environment. And he found that children are actively involved in many activities outside the home with peers, different age children and adults. So homeschool kids not only interacted with their peers, but they also had an opportunity to interact with different age groups. The data from their research suggests that homeschoolers are not being socially isolated nor are they being emotionally maladjusted. So these findings prove that being homeschooled, when you are an adult or you grow up, you won't be able to tell who was homeschooled and who was in public school. However, they are showing that some homeschool kids are more mature and have less behavior problems than some of the public school kids. And I say some because we don't want to judge all people based on homeschoolers versus public schoolers. We're not trying to divide each other. But it's just the fact of the study that this is what they found between these two groups. Now, my last statistic came from J. Gary Knowles, and he's from the University of Michigan, and he's an assistant professor of education. 
And he released a study that was done at the University of Michigan that found that teaching children at home will not make them social misfits. He surveyed 53 adults who were taught at home because of ideology or geographical isolation, and he found that two-thirds were married, which is the norm for adults their age, none were unemployed, none were on welfare. He also found more than three-fourths felt that being taught at home had helped them to interact with people from different levels of society. He found that more than 40% attended college and 15% of those had completed a graduate degree. Nearly two-thirds were self-employed entrepreneurs. He stated that so many of those surveyed were self-employed It supports the contention that homeschooling tends to enhance a person's self-reliance and independence. 96% of them said that they would want to be taught at home again. And he stated that many mentioned a strong relationship with their parents and their siblings. They also talked about self-directed curriculum and an individualized pace that a flexible program of homeschooling permitted. I've also um, gotten to know a lot of second-generational homeschoolers, where most of the homeschoolers, they tend to homeschool their own children or want them to be homeschooled. Now, I've actually witnessed my children even preparing me (laughs) to homeschool their children. So I always look at this as a good thing, because if they were saying, oh, I don't want my kids to be homeschooled, then I would kind of second guess or, or have second thoughts about what we're doing. But they seem to think that it's good, it's encouraging, and they seem to want their children to also be homeschooled. It just seems that they don't want to be the ones to do it. <laughs> so maybe I'll have another job after they're grown and they have their own kids. I guess I'll be homeschooling again. So these statistics show that homeschooling does not affect social development. If anything, it helps to make them more independent, to make them better citizens, and to make them more mature and self-reliant. So these statistics are very helpful in helping you see that you don't have anything to worry about when it comes to homeschooling and socialization. Please stop by my blog at www.homeschoolpower.com. I've just put up a post about socialization, and basically you'll get the same notes from what I just covered on the blog. So if you miss anything, if you just want to read again or hear it again, you can feel free to go by there, and it should be the most recent post that's up. When we come back, we're going to be wrapping things up, and I have a little information to give you, so we'll be back. Tracy Kelly from Homeschool is My Superpower. And tonight we've been talking about the S word. That's right. We've been talking about socialization as it relates to homeschooling. We have discovered that socialization does not just happen in a traditional school setting. It does not just happen at home, but it's something that is always happening. Whether they are watching you communicate on the phone, they're watching you at the grocery store, how you interact with your spouse, watching you solve conflicts, how you react to hardships, they are learning how to function with others and in the world from you. Socialization is not something that is trapped between the walls of a school. 
It is something that happens out in the world. Sure, you can learn communication skills in school, but true education happens outside of the walls. When you speak with someone at the store, if you're volunteering, when you have to settle a conflict with siblings, this is a form of socialization. You're learning how to interact with others. When we watch others patiently waiting in line at the bank, learning how to clean up after ourselves, follow a routine, how to be helpful in home and in the community, we're learning the skills to function in the world. This is preparing us to be social, well-rounded, functioning citizens. So when someone asks you, you homeschool, what about socializing the kids? Let them know that this is something that you do not have to incorporate into your day because it is something that is always happening naturally. Sure, we need to open ourselves up to opportunities to provide them with getting to know other children, to be able to communicate. And by the way, moms, you need this interaction too. So we also need to form groups and support for homeschooling. But this is something that is always happening naturally. We're always learning because the world is our classroom. And guess what? We're always socializing. Okay, so I'm going to give you those examples again of how you can incorporate socialization or just getting to make friends into your homeschool. First of all, we have library events. Now, library events are always happening. You usually can find them at your local library, and most of these are free. You can look for co-ops in your area. If you don't know of any, you can start one. Homeschool groups, even if it's not a co-op, these two things are separate, and I'm going to go in detail with that a little later. But do a search for homeschool groups in your community. Park. The park is a great place for the kids to exercise, to communicate with people, to make friends. Set up your own play dates in your own clubs. You can get as creative as you want to be as far as socializing or getting involved goes. Don't forget your local church or your place of worship. All of these examples will provide you with an opportunity to socialize, to make friends, or just to get out and be involved. This will help you not feel closed in, and it will also provide your child with an education of interacting with people and how to interact in the real world. Well, that's going to do it for me for this evening. I have really enjoyed spending this time with you, and I want to thank you again for taking this time to spend with me on your Monday. And I hope that you'll continue to listen and that you'll tune in again on next week when we'll be discussing homeschooling methods. You remember in our first broadcast, I told you that there are many different ways to homeschool. And I'm going to give you these methods in detail beginning next week. So don't forget to tune back in the same place Monday at 7 p.m. Before we go, I would like to thank Great Dreams Radio for hosting this broadcast. And I would also like to thank Sound Resort Studios in Atlanta, Georgia for recording and editing this broadcast. Well, I'll be looking forward to next week. But in the meantime, please don't forget to stop by my blog at www.homeschoolpower.com. And while you're there, please click on my affiliate links. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, Homeschool is My Superpower, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at Homeschool Power. And don't forget to leave me a comment. I hope that I provided you with a lot of helpful information. I hope that I gave you a little homeschool power to get you through the rest of your week. And I hope that you will have a wonderful week. And don't forget, homeschooling is not a sprint. It's a marathon. 
There'll be days where it'll be difficult to see the finish line, but keep going. And always remember to enjoy the scenery along the way. I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.